What is going on, Roto Grinders? I'm Dean. Welcome back to the Sports Car Grinders show. Uh, of course, Roto Grinders, we specialize in daily fantasy sports. This show, this show kind of sort of branches out from that uh, concept in the same world, in the same universe. Talk about sports cards. Uh, as per usual, uh, we're going to have Brennan back with us. Brennan, what's going on, dude? How are things in your world? Things are good. Things are good. I, You know, uh, we've got the finals coming up, which is pretty exciting. And uh, so I think as basketball ends, we start to look towards uh, baseball and, and everything else going on. And uh, for any for any uh, NHL fans, we just had the the Stanley Cup. So it's a it's a pretty interesting time to be in September and all these things happening. But uh, it's uh, it's it's turning things around here. Congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, we're recording this right now. Tonight is the uh, game one of the NBA Finals by Miami Heat take on the Lakers. We'll talk about how that series is going to be affected from a card market perspective. And yeah, the baseball playoffs just started as well, too. So it's an amazing time for sports. Of course, we're going into week four in the NFL. Later on in the show, we're going to talk about some NFL players, guys that are hot, guys that are cold, guys we may want to buy now, uh, and how the market's reacting to certain players that have gotten injured, uh, such as CMC and Saquon Barkley. That said, let's say hello to uh, Simon. Simon, what's going on, Simon? How are things in your world? Good, man. Good. Looking forward to uh, to another show. Uh, this is actually uh, going to be my my last show on here. I'm, I'm uh, moving on from Roto Grinders. I uh, had a great uh, five year run there. Uh, I'm looking forward to the future, but uh, it's been it's been great doing the show with you guys, and it's uh, been a been definitely been a pleasure. Yeah, it's gonna be bittersweet for sure. Uh, been a pleasure working with you as well, and I can I wish you the best in your future endeavors. <laughs> Thank you for the old uh, company line. line for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I figure you'd appreciate there that the little inside joke. Uh, hey, it's uh, from, from SCI SportsCarInvestor.com. We're bringing back Jeff Wilson. Jeff, uh, how are things for you? These are great, Dean. Appreciate it. All right, uh, enough enough of the pleasantries. Enough of the nonsense. So let's dig into the meat. This is what the people want when they watch the show. Of course, we want you guys to like. We want you guys to subscribe, interact in the uh, the comment section. We do appreciate that. We do read that. And we try to reply when possible, when applicable. Uh, that's it. We kind of teased already. We're talking basketball. We're talking football. Uh, let, let me bring uh, let's bring Brendan in as far as let's kind of open this up as a general thought. The NBA, we're basically we're not in the offseason just yet. We're down to two teams in the bubble again. Seasons, uh, you know, game one starts today. The NBA finals. Uh, Commissioner Silver came out said the other day most likely we're talking January sometime in January as far as the, the season's going to heat back up again. The next season on layaway, everything is kind of sort of fluid. We don't really know, but that's. Sort of where they're targeting as a general thought. Uh, sometime in 2021, most likely January. Uh, Brennan, uh, the offseason, what are we expecting as far as prices? What are we seeing right now? And is there anything we can take advantage of in a general thought process? Yeah, so I think what we're seeing now is uh, there's there's typically a few weeks after a player is eliminated where their prices start to decline, and then they bottom out. I think very soon you're going to start to see, as the finals ends, you're going to start to see um, you know, all of the content creators, probably ourselves included here soon, shifting the focus to to next season, which, as you said, might start next January. So I think what you're going to see is uh, we'll stop we'll stop seeing some of these major declines and some of the hot names uh, that we're excited for next year will probably start to tick upwards. Um, you know, guys like Trey Young, Shea Gildress Alexander, um, people, you know, maybe taking Michael Porter Jr. as a second breakout next year. You'll start to see these names talked about in the offseason as big investments, quote unquote investments for next year. And you're going to start to see that price movement uh, move upwards. So I think now is about the time to make those lists and, and really gauge whether or not you want to get in on a player. Um, because as football winds down, the shift will go to basketball and uh, we'll start to see money move back into basketball, which as of right now, it's kind of being shifted away from it. 
We're going to be showing off that market rebuild tool over there at SCI SportsCardInvestor.com in just a second. You guys are going to want to have that. You guys are going to have that tool for yourself. How do you go about doing that? Uh, you get 20% off your first payment there, your first subscription payment at SCI by using the promo code GRINDERS. That's G-R-I-N-D-E-R-S. Jeff, you're going to be showing that off in a second as far as the market we were told. That said, uh, your general thoughts as far as how we're moving into the offseason uh, from a buying perspective, from a selling perspective. I know you're talking pre-show. Uh, you're excited at the prospect because just tell us what's been going on as far as the basketball market uh, is a general thought, where we're at now, where we think we're going to be in a few months. Yeah, so the basketball card market had been red hot for most of this year. I mean, it's been, you know, it's been going up and up and up every single month. Easy to make money just buying cards and watching them go up the next month. But then starting about the middle of August, we started to see a cool down period. And the cool down period lasted for about 30 days. It was really the first time that we've seen that type of cool down in the basketball card market. Uh, going back to right when sports paused, we saw a little bit of a cool down period then. Prior to that, it had been a really, really long time. Um, and uh, whenever, whenever you encounter a period like that, the question becomes, well, how far is this dip going to go? And is this dip going to turn around at some point? What's this going to look like? And, and for me, what I would look for when I look at all the charts and graphs in market movers is I look to see the prices start to plateau. And once I see a consistent plateau trend for a number of days, then you start to look to see, am I seeing any type of upwards trend uh, coming on the end of that plateau? And the moment you start to see that, in my opinion, that is a good buying opportunity. Now, of course, I don't have a crystal ball. It's possible that things could tick back down again. But if you look at what happened when sports caused the first, when, when sports paused the first time, you saw this drop in the market. Then you saw a plateau that lasted for several days. Then you started to see things tick back up. And then they've gone up, they went up ever since until this last tip. Well, we right now, and you'll see it when we look at the charts today, we have seen the dip, we have seen the plateau, and now we're starting to see things go back up again. So in my opinion, this could be a prime opportunity to invest, uh, particularly in basketball cards. That's personally what I've been doing. All right, Jeff, so we teased the market we were to. Let's go ahead and show it off a little bit. A couple of guys that are outside the bubble looking in. Uh, we'll talk about the players that are still playing Miami and the Lakers in a second, obviously, but... Uh, you wanted to talk about uh, Ben Simmons. I know we've talked about him several times in this show. What's the story? What's Ben Simmons' cards uh, looking like right now? Sure, yeah. Let me call up uh, – Ben Simmons is an interesting guy to look at because he obviously um, – you know, they kind of got exited from the bubble in a disappointing fashion, early and disappointing fashion, right? And the 76ers definitely underperformed. And if you look at his card prices, I just brought up the graph here. I mean, you could see this huge drop that occurred. Uh, the drop in his case started to occur around the beginning of August when those guys got exited and just went down and down and down. And there was quite a drop that occurred. Like his his uh, 2016 Prism rookie card was up at around over $600 uh, back at the beginning of August. And that got all the way down to a low point uh, right here of about $285. So the price of his cards dropped by more than 50%. Uh, over the course of the few weeks after they got bounced from the bubble. But as you see, those prices stabilized and they've actually started to tick back up a little bit with the most recent sale being $400. So still significantly less than, than what they were, but uh, uh, quite a bit of a discount from, or, or but, but significantly less than what they were at their peak, but certainly an improvement from where they were a few weeks ago. Brennan, buy, sell, hold as far as Simmons. I know we speculated several times, but the potential of that team's splitting up. I don't know who would leave, but there is some speculation out there. What are you doing as far as Simmons? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm buying Ben Simmons. I think when you look at some of his advanced metrics and what he's done in the league outside of team success, um, he's a very good he's a very good player. He's going to be a very good player for a long time. And I know I've said on the show before that I think if he got any any resemblance of a, a jump shot, he'd be an MVP candidate. But even without that, I still think he could have multiple all-star appearances. On the right team, he could have some playoff success. And we have to keep in mind that back in 2016, the print runs weren't as crazy as they are nowadays. We can see here that Ben Simmons' PSA 10 prism card only has 1,247 in population. That's significantly less, one-tenth, really, of Luca's current prism. So... You also have to imagine as his prices come down, um, you're not running the risk of there being, uh, you know, a balloon in his population. Most of his cards are probably uh, already graded. If not, um, it's going to go up at a much smaller rate than some of these newer guys. So I love, you know, Ben Simmons is a long-term uh, buy. Uh, and I can tell you this, I, there's tons of speculation on whether or not they're going to break up the team or they're going to try to bring in a new superstar we don't really know if that's going to happen. As, as Jeff said, we don't have a crystal ball. But if it does, we're going to see similar action to what we did with Cam Newton when he got picked up by New England. So if you if you like Ben Simmons as a play, I think now would be a good time to buy just because he has good long-term uh, upside as well as he could see some short-term uh, upside as well if he does end up in a different situation where Philly goes a different direction uh, with the supporting cast. Yeah, and still just turned 24, basically. So he's still plenty, plenty young, obviously. Lots of room to grow. And, yeah, we're waiting for that jump shot. And we've seen it before. Like, we see it in practice. We see it in pregame. And he just doesn't bust it out so often in the games. But uh, we shall see going forward. Definitely somebody to keep your eye on. Another person we've talked about a ton uh, throughout this show, and basically throughout his rise. And we were, we were in up before the rise as far as MPJ, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, up and down season. You know, some games he would get DMPCDs. Some, some games – he would score 35 real actual points in the bucket. Uh, Denver obviously had a really nice run there. Definitely a team on the rise, looking like a you know a three-headed monster going forward. Uh, if you see uh, Murray and Jokic, and then MPJ should take a step forward. Guys like Millsap should take a step back. What do you have for me as far as the market movers tool, Jeff? And uh, your thoughts, your prognostication: Are we in? Are we out? Is the price where it should be? Or you expect to go it to go higher in the future? Well, he shot up incredibly well early, you know, fairly early in the playoffs when he just had some outstanding games and was putting up some big numbers. But his playoffs were very inconsistent. You know, he had some he had some incredible games and then he had some games that were kind of head scratchers where he looked more like a liability. So he did have a, 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 a amazing rise. Uh, if you look, if you look, uh, you could have got his 2018 Prism base card for right around one hundred and fifty dollars during most of the month of July. That went all the way up in, in uh, early to mid-August to a peak of around $530. And then it started to cool back down a little bit. Part of that was the basketball card market cooling down in general. And part of that was his own performance being kind of a little uneven. It got actually all the way back down to about $211. Most recently, it has sold for $260. So it's still about half the price of where it was when it peaked at the beginning of August at about $530. Um, so it's gonna be, it's definitely gonna be interesting to watch what his cards do. If you believe in Michael Porter Jr., if you felt like you saw enough flashes from him this postseason to think that he's gonna be a real top player in the league, this seems like a pretty good buy opportunity for him right now. Yeah, you know, we mentioned Young in Atlanta there, pre-show, and we've had previous conversation. I talk about Young being a bad defender. You always tell me, Every always tells me who cares. It's sports card market doesn't care how much uh, how good or bad he is defensively. It's not a, that's not something that matters so much. We care about the highlights. We care about the the forty foot three pointers from the logo. That's good times for sure. 
It's just a matter of getting some run. And that was the reason why we'd get benched, basically, there in Denver. He was a liability defensively. And he's still young. So he's got plenty of time to figure that out. Um, so, yeah, if, assuming he gets 30, 32, 33, 35 minutes going forward next year, uh, which I guess is an assumption. We shall see as far as what Coach Malone does. Uh, your thoughts, Brennan? Are we still uh, are we back by uh, as far as uh, MPJ or just kind of wait and see or what's the story? Yeah, so if you're waiting to buy uh, Michael Porter Jr. now is probably the time or see if it drops a little bit more. That being said, he carries a lot more risk than than someone like Ben Simmons. So for one, we see here his PSA 10s at 1827, the pop count, very similar to Ben Simmons. However, his cards came out in 2018 when we know the print runs were much higher. So I would expect to see the graded population of Michael Porter Jr.'s prism card to go up in the coming months as PSA works through their backlog. Um, Cause not many people were submitting them early in the year. They didn't know he was this good. So there that carries a little bit of risk. The approach I'm taking with Michael Porter jr. Is I've seen things like his select uh, base cards come down to under 30 bucks. Even you can get some around 20. If you really look hard enough, if you can find them in good condition and then send those in to be graded, you're limiting your risk. Cause instead of investing $200 up front, for a graded card whose population could go up, you're getting something at a little bit less, uh, you know, less of an initial investment. You are taking a little bit of a risk getting it graded, but for a risky investment like this, if I am buying, I'm going to try to get it raw and grade it or buy something that maybe isn't as high, um, but has some other things going for it. So I have to imagine as select cards have lower populations and are cheaper. Um, I'm probably going away from the prism just because there's so much risk with Michael Porter Jr. We know he has an injury history. He's going to be the third wheel on that team as long as Murray and, and Jokic are there. Murray broke out. I, I think he's mm-hmm. going to be, you know, one of the best point guards we're going to see in the game for many years. So if you're looking for, uh, you know, a home run with Michael Porter Jr. as a breakout when he gets full run in an offseason of, of respect, at least from his coach, I'd try to limit your risk by either buying – I'd say, so you guys know I love select. Buying select a little bit cheaper price – or even buying raw and getting them graded. I think that's the way to go with Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, Denver has one of the best point guards, uh, and they have the best point center as well, too, in Jokic. What, what a fun future it is. Uh, fun time to be a, a Denver fan, for sure, going forward. Uh, let's talk about teams that are still alive. Of course, again, we talked about it as we're recording this. Miami picks on the Lakers, game one going down tonight. All right, uh, Anthony Davis. Let's start with Anthony Davis, Jeff. Uh, on the verge, on the uh, well-positioned to get his first uh, title, uh, that, that that should elevate him to he's already at superstar status like, i don't think that's debatable at this point uh what what is the uh what does the market mover tool say what, what, what's it telling us as far as anthony davis and his uh you know uh the perspective as far as uh, sports cards what, what are we looking at are we buying are we selling where are we at i cannot buy enough anthony davis cards right now and i have bought <clears throat> tens of thousands of dollars of anthony davis cards over the last two weeks if you look at this chart in market movers Many of these sales in this part of the chart are me buying <laughs> buying this card up. I'm looking at his 2012 Prism Basketball Base PSA 10 card, and this is a card that peaked at uh, $3,850 back in early August. But then as the basketball card market started to cool off, this card went all the way down to $1,525. That's a crazy cool off. It went from $3,850 to $1,525. That was down like 60 or 70%. And while I can understand a player like uh, Ben Simmons seeing that type of drop because the 76ers were awful and he got bounced from the bubble, I could not believe that we saw that type of drop with Anthony Davis, who has been playing absolutely fabulous and has the Lakers on the verge of potentially winning a title. So I said, 
goodness gracious, I am taking advantage of this and I am buying every Anthony Davis card that I can get my hands on at a reasonable price right now. And that is what I have been doing. Those cards have since gone from $1,525. They're back up to around $2,000. But even at $2,000, this is still a big time buy for me. I think that this card, you know, with with a, a finals win and maybe a finals MVP, which is possible, probably will go to LeBron, but it's possible it could go to Anthony Davis. I think that this could easily get back to its $3,850 peak again. Yeah, I'm a Heat fan, but I'm also a realist. Uh, Vegas is telling me it's likely that the, the Lakers are going to win. They're currently a four-to-one favorite right now. I mean, of course, I think Miami's got a shot. They got a puncher's chance. Sure, why not? But most likely, the Lakers take this series, and it's probably LeBron that's going to get that title. But you never know. Uh, as far as the MVP, uh, they might get with the Davis as well. Um, you know, the up-and-comer LeBron could use one more to kind of add to his ridiculous resume. Uh, do you have anything to add on that, uh, Brennan? As far as Davis, or you basically agree with that across the board? I, I agree with that across the board. The only thing I'll add is, you know, in, it, when you look at investing in sports cards, a lot of times we talk about these flashy young players mm. that probably if you were to really sit down and, and try to gauge it out, have little chance of being a top 100 or top 50 player in the NBA. I think if Anthony Davis wins a couple rings in L.A., including this year, you got to put him at least in the conversation of top 100, maybe even top 50 and those are the types of players that prove to be great long-term investments. So I'm with Jeff. I can't believe his price came down, especially since their chances every step of the way has gotten easier and easier to win this title. And he's one of, I'd say, maybe five or six guys in the NBA that aren't already in the top 50 that have a chance of getting there. And so I, I don't know why you wouldn't take this opportunity. The only argument to justify this drop is if you think the sports car market is just going to fall in general. If you think that we've hit a bubble in the entire market and it's not going to recover, then that that's the only reason why I could see any reason why his cards have dropped this far. And I'm not in that camp. I don't believe that to be true, but that's the only argument I could hear to where you could justify his prices going down given the context around him. Little curveball. You think there's any chance uh, he's only got one more, year le- one more year left in his contract and LeBron's been absolutely amazing. He arguably the best player again, in the, the, the league this year, at least, you know, on the family board, nothing else. I mean, it's we don't know if he's going to be a Laker forever. He might tie himself someplace else. He might he might join with Kawhi. Who the heck knows? I don't know. Uh, is there any speculation? I've heard people talk about that, kind of tease the idea of him maybe not necessarily staying there. And LeBron's amazing, but he's not going to be there in five years, and he's going to be around in five years, and he probably wants to – I don't know, just a thought, just throwing it out there. Have you considered this? I, I have not considered it, um, but <laughs> I, I would say that it's a very long shot. I mean, we know he wants to do stuff after basketball, and L.A. is the right place to be if you're looking to get into Fair. movies and, and stuff like that. And also the move, I think, from, from Cleveland to L.A. was not easy on his family, but I think it was one preferred by his family. I think they like the city of L.A. So for him to uproot his family and uh, be a detriment to any future endeavors he might have, like, I, I, I highly doubt it unless this thing were to implode like we saw with the Clippers. Yeah, Jeff, you mentioned LeBron a couple of times. What's the story of LeBron? I have my eye on LeBron, the LeBron market right now. I'm looking to buy something, kind of just jumping uh, throughout eBay and different places and trying to see if I can get the, you know, the, find the right spot as my first, uh, my first big purchase back into the market. What do you have for me as far as LeBron? Yeah, LeBron's cards did soften a little bit, but nowhere near as much as Anthony Davis or Ben Simmons, you know, or any of the other guys whose graphs we're going to show today. They ticked down a little bit uh, from their highs in, uh, you know, er, in about the early to mid uh, August uh, to where they are today. The top line on this graph is his 2003 tops chrome in PSA 10. And the bottom line is his 2003 tops in PSA 10. 
Uh, between the two, I mean, you know, the Topps Chrome is obviously a much more expensive car. The most recent sales of that one have been $13,500, whereas the regular Topps is about $4,500. Um, I, at this moment in time, from a value standpoint, I like the regular Topps a little bit better. It's actually slightly lower population. Uh, there's only 1,667 of them versus the Topps Chrome. There's slightly more population. People prefer the top chromes because the picture's better. This is the what the tops chrome looks like right there. So it's a, you know, it's an action shot where the regular tops is uh, him just holding his Cleveland jersey on draft day. So um, you know, there's there's uh, you know the the regular the tops chrome's more popular, obviously more expensive. Um, but I like the value of the tops right now. Uh, but in either case, honestly, whether it's either of these cards or any LeBron James card, in my opinion, you cannot go wrong with LeBron James cards. In my opinion, I mean, he's he is regardless of what happens with the Lakers in the finals, he is well cemented as the greatest player of our of our current generation. Uh, and uh, I think all of his cards are keepsakes. Yeah, Brennan, I know I've been bouncing some, some ideas off of you in the discord. Feel free to join the RG discord channel. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. Go ahead and check that out. Brandon's lurking in there. Chief's lurking in there. Hedge hoppers. I'm not, I'm not sure if Simon's still going to be lurking in there. Maybe not. He was. He had a good run, if nothing else. But for the record, we're not freezing out Simon on this last show. He's just more of a football guy. He'll show you just showed your hand, man. You just showed your hand. It's just in personal. It just sort of worked out this way. We'll talk about football soon enough. Uh, if you guys are watching, again, if you see that market mover tool that's being shown off there by, by Jeff. Like, how, do I, how do I get to use that myself as far as other cards we'll look at? Uh, get yourself 20% off your first payment at SCI, sportcardinvestor.com, using the promo code GRINDERS, G-R-I-N-D-E-R-S. Brennan, what, what's there to say about LeBron? Yeah, I, there's not much more else to say. And actually, I'd love to get Jeff's take on this. But what I have found is that even the secondary LeBron cards are kind of priced out. Rookie cards are priced out of a lot of people's budgets. So I've been trying to think of creative ways to get exposure to LeBron. And two of the ways I keep going are his second year Topps Chrome, since it's an iconic brand and a beautiful picture. Uh, but also some of the more modern like parallels like of, of him in a Heat jersey or an LA jersey. Jeff, what do you think? What's the best place to go if you can't afford a, a $3,000 LeBron James rookie card? Well, I think second year is great. Absolutely would take a look there. Um, I would I would look for his first Lakers jersey cards. Um, they've gotten a lot of popularity. Some of them have become very expensive. The, the prism, you know, from this from this year uh, has become very expensive because of the fact that it's his first Lakers jersey card. But I would look at his first Lakers jersey cards. I'm not as high on kind of the random parallels throughout the years or random cards throughout the years, just because there's so many of those from so many different years that, you know, what makes this particular parallel from this year necessarily more valuable than this particular parallel from this other year. Um, but you can always point to his second year card and say, well, that's his second year card. Or you can always point to his first card in a Lakers jersey and say that's his first card in a Lakers jersey. So, I, I'm more akin to the cards that kind of have an explanation to them as to why there's some premium value associated with that card. All right. Let's pivot to my, my Miami Heat here. Uh, who do we want to bat first? Let's talk about Jimmy Butler, uh, Jeff. Uh, you know, Butler, I, we've talked about this more in previous shows too. It's so weird how he's bounced around. He's been on four different teams in the last like four years. And, you know, the, the rumor got thrown around. He's a this locker room cancer or whatever. And some players have come up and said that's not necessarily true. And maybe, just maybe, Maybe Minnesota is a terrible organization. Maybe Chicago is a terrible organization. Maybe Philadelphia, a bit of a disaster. Maybe that's possible too. 
Uh, what are your thoughts? What are we looking at as far as Jimmy Butler? And he's not young. He's like 30, I want to say. But, uh, you know, he were in the finals. If, if the Miami Heat win it, I'd assume Butler has a lot to say about that. We'll talk about the youngins in a second. But uh, what are we looking at as far as Butler? Well, his rookie cards from that iconic 2012 Prism set that features him and Kawhi and Anthony Davis and, you know, so many other stars like uh, Bradley Beal and Clay Thompson. So many guys are in that iconic 2012 Kyrie Irving. It's a, the, the list is amazing. Uh, but he's certainly one of the big ones from that 2012 set. Um, I even forget. Da- I even forgot Damian Lillard. He's in that set, too. Right. The list goes on and on. Um, but uh, Jimmy Butler. So his cards. His cards have generally been hot. As you can see, they've actually come down some in recent weeks, and it's only because they had gone up so much in the weeks before, and we saw a little bit of that softening of the basketball card market affect him. Uh, But his rookie card uh, prior to the playoffs really getting going was down around $400 for this 2012 Prism PSA 10. It reached a peak of around $1,150. It's down now. Excuse me. It's down now at about um, $618. So honestly, I think it's a fairly good value. Uh, the fact that it it has you know come down. Uh, I, of course, I think some people are already. I think recent sales in the last few days have are anticipating that maybe his run is over. Maybe they're going to get the loss to the Lakers and then his run is going to be over. Whereas some of the sales that were you know up at a thousand dollars plus were really when they were progressing through the playoffs and having that incredible run. Brandon, Jimmy Butler, by the way, let me just correct myself. He just turned 31 for the record. But uh, thoughts on Butler? Uh, yeah, I don't I don't have much thoughts on Butler. I think this he's highly reliant on big opportunities like this. So unless you think Miami builds a little something here to where they go to maybe one or two more finals, I don't know if he can do enough this late in his career to make him a, a great long-term hold, especially at these current prices. So if you are a Butler fan and one in, on that action, I'm probably looking to wait for after the finals if they win, probably even further. Um, but I don't see a lot of opportunity for him, uh, a lot of long-term upside for him. I agree with that, but uh, I'm curious your thoughts. Uh, chances he gets in the Hall of Fame? Oh, uh, it's it's probably going to be borderline for me. I I would not have him in right now, um, but mm-hmm. I haven't really taken a, a deep look into his career. Could I make? Could I convince myself of it if I looked at his data enough? Maybe, but my gut tells me no. I think there's quite a few other people I'd put in ahead of him in the league right now. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't. You can you can pick decide this guy or that guy, but yeah, fair yeah. enough. Uh, if they win, if they beat the Lakers, I think that that's a good selling point. But again, that's a big if, obviously, and he needs a few more a few more years at this kind of level, obviously as well too. But uh, Jeff, if you have any thoughts, that by all means. But then let's talk about Bam Adebayo. Yeah, um, I think I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't have anything more to add. Obviously, if, if he beats the Lakers, all bets are off. If not, then, you know, it, it's, uh, uh, you know, he may have seen his peak at the moment, but he could be an interesting guy to have for future years that the Heat can keep doing this. Bam Adebayo is another guy who has had an absolutely incredible run in his card prices this year. In fact, I'm going to make his – I'm going to expand his graph. Uh, right now it's only showing the last 90 days, but let me expand his graph to go back to uh, – all of our data that we're tracking. This goes back to the beginning of 2020. And that shows a more true story about how his cards have progressed this year, because this was not a expensive card. When we go back to January, this was a $35 card, a $32 card back in January. And this is his 2017 Prism base card in PSA 10. So literally 30 bucks, you could have bought this card. 
most recent sales of this card are up over $400. So that is a 800% increase over the course of the nine months so far this year. Um, so uh, he's obviously been an exciting player. Much like Jimmy Butler, like I think at the moment, um, you know, there's not much higher he can go right this moment unless they happen to pull it off against the Lakers. However, unlike Jimmy Butler, since Bam Adebayo is still so young in his career, he probably has some more upside in terms of what his cards could potentially do next season and the season after. So, I, you know, I, I'm pretty bullish on Bam Adebayo overall. Um, and, uh, you know, just maybe not right at this moment, maybe look to buy him if they get eliminated by the Lakers, you know, maybe look to buy him, you know, a month down the road. Yeah, still just 23, just turned 23 in July, actually. And we talked about offensive defensive players and, you know, we don't, defensive players aren't necessarily sexy in the sports card market, but he made one of the greatest defensive players in the playoffs of all time, arguably, you know, the chase down block people remember for LeBron, obviously against the Warriors a few years back, but that. The game saver against, uh, I think it was against Tatum. I should remember this. I'm pretty sure it's against Tatum. Uh, you tell me, Brandon, am I correct? And uh, I, you're a Kentucky guy as well, too. I believe you went to Kentucky. I'm not a big college basketball uh, fan, but uh, don't let that influence your thoughts as far as uh, Bam going forward. Are we in? Are we out? I did. I did. I did go to a school in Kentucky. I did not go to Kentucky, mm-hmm. but my wife is is from just outside of Lexington, so uh, she was a huge fan, and and I have become a huge fan. Um, yeah, Kentucky is a funny program to come out of. And we've seen this with guys like Jamal Murray and, and Devin Booker. You don't really get to show your entire skill set there. There's just always so much talent and, and, and Calipari only asks you to do so much. We're starting to see just the full breadth of, of Bam Adebayo's arsenal. I mean, he's a great defensive player. He's switchable. He's a great passer, although some of those are inflated by all the dribble handoffs. He gets to just hand off to Duncan Robinson and Hero to drill the threes. Um, but he is a good passer, and, you know, he's still got to work on his ISO off, isolation game. He he works really well in that offense, but I think from a, you know, back to the basket or a, a shooter, he's just not there yet. But I think he'll get there. He's a great free throw shooter. So, like Jeff said, he's so young. I, like, I think that he is going to be a core player on this team for a long time, and we know the Heat is a great culture. It's a winning organization, and that means great things for Bam Adebayo's future, especially – already with one finals under his belt. So I, I love Bam long-term. Uh, another thing is he just, I think he got cut or chose to leave the team USA, but he's in that pipeline. So if he has some Olympic moments uh, in his career, I think that can only help him. So I think there's a lot going for Bam as a long-term vibe. Now's probably not the time with the run-up the heat of scene, but, you know, wait for the the inevitable dip of his cards at some point and, and get in. I think he's a great long-term vibe. Yeah, so I was reading this before the show, actually. Uh, depending on where – it looks like right now the most likely scenario is the next NBA season will conflict with the next Olympics. So it's mm. going to put uh, – you know, the next Olympics will be in July, July 23rd, I believe, which the NBA will theoretically be still going on. Everything is fluid. But I don't know if they're going to have NBA players. It might be sending college kids. It'll be interesting to see how that goes down, like back uh, before the Dream Team and all that kind of – everything changed back then. Um, speaking of Bam Adebayo, he is taking credit for – tipping off Pat Riley and saying, hey, Pat, you might want to draft my former teammate, Tyler Hero, there back at Kentucky. Uh, not this big national name, like drafted, what, 13 overall, whatever it was, and he certainly elevated in the bubble. He had that 37, 38-point game where he went absolutely nuts there for Miami. And, you know, it's clearly been two different seasons for him. He's, he's 20 years old, and he's taken a massive step so far in the league. So uh, he's looking like an awesome, awesome pick there for Miami, like a big future ahead of just 20 years old, like you said. Uh, what, what's the card market reflecting as far as Tyler Hero, Jeff? 
Yeah, Tyler Hero has been one of the hottest cards of this entire offseason. Obviously, he's a rookie card, so people are, you know, people are, I shouldn't say this offseason, by the way, I should see the playoffs. He's one of the hottest cards of the playoffs. He's a rookie card, so people have been, you know, chasing him like crazy, thinking, you know, he's now becoming, um, you know, clearly, the clearly, you know, up there with Zion and Ja in terms of, you know, how people are looking at his cards. This is his 2019 Prism base card in PSA 10 and you can see that even even three months ago uh, this card was down at about $145 $150 $160 right in that range trading pretty consistently and uh, this card is I mean this card has absolutely been peaking in recent days over $400 as much as $450 is where this card has has come so you know a huge uh, huge increase for him over the course of the of the bubble um, and while many basketball players saw their cards soften uh, due to kind of the basketball card mar market cooling down a little bit, you can see Tyler Hero is one of the very few that have not seen that at all. His cards have just been going up and up. Yeah, uh, behind Zion, behind Ja, obviously, as far as the hype, but I think he's catching up. And I was even making the argument <clears throat> on Twitter that if they, in a redraft, I think he's the third pick overall, maybe Clark, maybe Barrett. I suppose people are kind of throwing out there. But and I think, Brandon, you even chimed in, but – I think right now, I think it's Hero. Maybe I'm prisoner of the moment. You can call me in that if you want to. But I think he's the third best asset as of right now. Uh, just from a, you know, if I'm a GM in the league, who do I want on my team perspective? What say you? And how about from the car perspective? What are we doing with Tyler Hero? Yeah, I think you're right. I think from a, uh, you know, asset to their team perspective, Hero's probably the third best. I still don't know that the Knicks, even knowing what Tyler Hero is, takes him over a guy <laughs> like RJ who has an upside of, a franchise cornerstone. I mean, we're asking Tyler Hero to do exactly what he was designed to do as an NBA player with several guys ahead of him in the pecking order. I mean, you could argue that in some games he's the second or third guy, but I would argue Drogic, uh, Bam, and, and Butler are kind of take all the heat off of him. So I don't know that I would draft him third if I'm the Knicks. If the <clears throat> Heat were third, yeah, of course, they're going to take him all day of the week. So I, th I think he's a great fit for this organization. Um, that being said, he showed me, I thought he was just a three point shooter. He showed me more in this playoff run than, than I thought that he had. And we talked about this in the last show. I love guys with an edge and, and hearing that he named himself a bucket just tells me that he's got all of the confidence in the world to do what he needs to do to, to continue round his game out. So I think he's a great, uh, a long-term buy again. Uh, that being said, you know, when the rest of the market is dipped, he's going up. So I would, I would wait. I mean, as we saw with Michael Porter Jr., the second you're out of the limelight, your your cards start to to normalize again. So um, I'm a huge fan of his. I'd put him in the top five in this draft for sure, no doubt. Uh, and I think he's got a great career ahead of him, especially if they build a core around him and Bam in, in Miami. All right, Simon, we're uh, pivoting to, to, to football, so we're going to unfreeze you. We're three weeks in as far as the NFL season. Uh, we're going to talk about some players specifically. Jeff has some charts he's going to show off as far as the market movers, but – uh, you have any general thoughts here, Simon, as far as crew weeks in, and what kind of delve into the names? Yeah, I've noticed that some of the names that we were touting in the in the preseason and during the early weeks, uh, like Dak and and uh, Deshaun, uh, they've been performing all right. The players themselves, but like the teams have not been doing so well as a whole. I think the defenses of both those teams are really struggling and, and uh, they haven't been picking up wins. Houston's had a really difficult schedule, but Dallas really has 
you know, they should they should ha- they should have had at least two wins by now. So their card prices are being affected. Uh, it might be an opportunity to buy on on Dak. I would think Deshaun Watson. You know, like the the Texans really do not look good this year. So uh, so that might be one to kind of hold off on. Um, Cleveland. We we've been talking about Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham. Uh, for a few weeks now, and and they're getting into the easy part of their schedule, and and like we, uh, like we were talking about, like they've won the last two games, so I think I think Baker uh, could pick up some momentum, but in general, like during the season, there's been a ton of injuries and big name players too being injured, not just you know like average average players. So it's Christian McCaffrey, uh, Saquon Barkley. Uh, you've had, um, uh, you've had a rookie, rookie quarterback step up with, uh, with Herbert over in, uh, Los Angeles. So you've had some, some opportunity opening up for a lot of these, a lot of these hot rookies. And it was like the, the perfect rookie class to, uh, to start getting some of these opportunities. Also in Denver, um, Jerry Judy and, uh, KJ Hamler are going to be getting some, some opportunity now that Cortland Sutton's out for the season. So we've had some big names that have, uh, been hurt and their seasons have come to an end. And it's, it's, as far as the rookie class, it's, it's, it's good timing for the rookie class of this year. It's a hot rookie class as it is. And I, I'm interested in, uh, Jeff's take on, on what he thinks that's going to do for the demand of these 2020, uh, card sets. Jeff, you have general thoughts on that as far as the rookie class? Well, the rookie class absolutely drives the value of any particular product, right? So if you go back and you look, uh, for example, at buying sealed wax. So, you know, behind me, I've got all these boxes from, you know, prior years. Like here, I've got 20, I've got this year's select basketball, but then I've got 2018, 19, 2017, 18, 20, 16, 15, above me, 2015, 2014, 2013, 2012. And and the value of what those boxes are worth, they're all still sealed, varies so greatly. And it varies so greatly based upon who the rookie cards, who, what the rookie class was. Um, and so you take, for example, in basketball, you take a 2018-19 where you had Luca and Trey Young, and that is by far your most valuable out of all these boxes. <laughs> but the 2017 box has started to become a little more valuable recently because obviously Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell both shined in the playoffs. Something like the 2016 box, pretty quiet, or the 2014 box, pretty quiet at the moment, right? Um, and so, you know, so you see these big these big differences emerge, and it's all based on the rookie class. So, I mean, I agree with what Simon said. The uh, Simon said that's funny. Uh, the the, uh, the rookie class, uh, the rookie classes this year um, in football, it looks really promising. I mean, it, it, you know, Joe, Joe Burrow alone. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I saw what that guy did in college firsthand. I went to, you know, I was there in person watching his, uh, his abilities in some of those games. And, um, uh, it, it, it it's going to be interesting to see what he and all of his counterparts can do in the pros. And if so, then that definitely is going to help the value of 20, uh, 2020 football boxes without a doubt. I love that you have the props just right there to point, uh, it's kind of right on hand. That's a beautiful backdrop, obviously. Good to put it to, put it to good use. Uh, a couple of the under, underperforming guys that Simon mentioned, I'm just curious what you have as far as the market movers that we're looking at as far as Dak, as far as Watson. And I, before you dig, dig into it, I wanted to mention uh, uh, he was talking about the schedule for Houston being pretty rough. Kansas City, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh right out the gate. And we talked about this on a previous show. If you want to be savvy, next level, like look at the schedule. Look at the next three, four, or five weeks. And 
maybe you can get if you tell us that Watson this price is down right now, which I suspect it will be. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Minnesota next, who's had a horrendous defense. Then Jacksonville, then Tennessee, then Green Bay, then Jacksonville again. In theory, he should really turn it around pretty quickly this next month or so. What are you seeing as far as Dak and Watson? Yeah, well, Watson's prices, you are right. They are down a lot. And this pains me to say, because I'm a big Deshaun Watson fan, and I even I even suggested that his cards would be a good buy going into the season. But obviously, I didn't expect the 0-3 start, and I didn't expect the Texans to look as bad as uh, they have. But um, but you are right that future schedule makes all the difference in the world to, you know, how a team and a quarterback can start to look. And and so potentially uh, Watson has the opportunity to turn things around and get his cards on the uprise again. You can see the graph on your screen. I mean, these were cards that if you go back to the beginning of the season, they were around $900, uh, upwards of $900. This is his 2017 Prism Silver PSA 10 card. And this card is now down to $510. So, I mean, that's a pretty steep drop over the course of just a few weeks. So hopefully that's something that we can see Watson turn around. Dak's graph looks somewhat similar, uh, but not quite as jarring of a drop. Uh, Dak's cards went up tremendously uh, leading up to the season. Um, and uh, even the first week of the season, uh, his cards were still going up. Uh, but they have come, 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 come down some. They've come down from a peak of uh, $1,425 about two weeks ago down to about $849. So they've, they've almost dropped in half over the last couple of weeks. This is his 2016 Prism Football Silver PSA 10 card. Yeah, Dallas very, very likely or very, very well could be 0-3 if not for Atlanta just completely combusting in the fourth quarter as we've seen before multiple times this year and then in the Super Bowl as well too. <laughs> Uh, hey, how about a very, very super early potential MVP candidates? Uh, Russ Wilson's been absolutely insane. They are letting him cook finally. Carroll's not just like three yards, cloud of dust, that kind of thing. They're opening up. They're welcoming, you know, play calling in 2020, and Wilson is not disappointed. Uh, we'll talk about Josh Allen in a second. If you want to group those guys together, Allen's been awesome too for Buffalo as well. Uh, that's who I threw out there as possible MVP candidates. It's a super early, but uh, I'd imagine Wilson's cards are popping. It's reflecting as far as the recent play. It is, and I just brought his graph up of his 2012 Prism Football PSA 10, and this card's up 427% over the last 90 days. You can see that trend line just going up and up and up. This was a card that was about $500 back in uh, July. This card is now all the way up at $2,700. So that's a huge increase for Russell Wilson. Josh Allen has also done extremely well, too. Josh Allen has about a 200% increase over the last 90 days. Uh, his 2018 Prism base card in PSA 10 was around $200 back at the beginning of July. That is a card that most recently is selling for $635. Uh, so Josh Allen has actually now overtaken Deshaun Watson in terms of the value of his base rookie card. All right, Simon, jump in here. Yeah, 14 touchdowns, one interception for the first three games there for Wilson. Uh, just absolutely crushing. Looks amazing. He has some receivers that are really uh, interesting as well, too. We'll talk about Metcalf in a second. Not just that he made that goofy play last week. He's also had a good season besides, you know, not scoring on the one-yard line and fumbling into the end zone, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll forgive him for that. He made up, made up for it later on in the game. Uh, Simon, your thoughts as far as Wilson and Allen? I think with Allen, I, I think I heard a stat that he's also one of the most efficient passers so far this season. So that's a big uh, change from his past seasons. I know uh, Josh Allen is one guy that Evan Silva 
uh, analyst that we probably all know and respect uh, was was touting as a potential MVP candidate at the beginning of the season. And so far from what we've seen this season, I mean, he's he's definitely playing up to uh, uh, a high caliber. So that's an interesting one to watch in the uh, the price, if I'm, I'm looking at the chart right now that Jeff called up, and it looks like uh, it, it looks like a, a cup formation. If we were looking at a stock, like the the, the previous high over there, what is that? Like seven hundred dollars. Um, if he passes, yeah, like if this was a stock, if if it was passing uh, seven hundred dollars, I'd be looking for it to to kind of break out. I don't know if they're going to perform the same way as far as investor mentality but that's that's something interesting to watch there um with uh with russell wilson you know like definitely interested in him uh he could have uh, you know like a record-breaking season this this season if they let him continue to throw uh we all know what he's capable of and they're finally letting him cook as they say so we'll see what he's able to do uh this season but he's definitely looking good and uh, if he performs up to what he's uh, potentially able to, then I could definitely see his his card continue to rise. It's at 3,000 now. When you compare that to guys like Lamar Jackson and, and uh, Patrick Mahomes, and you look at their um, their history, like what they've done in their career, Russell Wilson has uh, he's he's been uh, he's been a superstar for years. So I I could definitely see his his card uh, continuing to rise. And that also looks like it's it's uh, like just on on the uh, on the doorstep of his uh, his all time or his his recent high there. So I wouldn't be surprised if it can uh, break through that high and, and continue to go up there. Mahomes just continues to like surprise and impress. That dude's just mm-hmm. absolutely incredible on a different level. Uh, you know, just incredible last night versus that Baltimore defense. Uh, he, I assume he's a great buy. We're not talking about Mahomes, but like he seems like gold to me. But what do I know? Uh, all right, Nick Chubb, DK Metcalf. We talked about the, one of those receivers there for Russ. Caught two two long ones yesterday. You know he's having a great year, with the exception of that one goofy play. Uh, what do you have for me as far as market movers? What are we seeing here, Jeff? As far as Nick Chubb, off to a nice start, and DK Metcalf. Yeah, both of those guys have been extremely hot. Um, I don't have their graphs up, but I can tell you just anecdotally, they have been. Uh, both of their cards have been going up uh, uh, really well. In fact, in uh, we do a top five. Uh, hottest sports cards of the week every week on my sports card investor YouTube channel and both DK Metcalf and Nick Chubb made the top five this week. Uh, Nick Chubb scored uh, two touchdowns this past Sunday, two touchdowns the Sunday before that broke a hundred yards in both of those games. DK Metcalf obviously has had the great connection with Russell Wilson caught that huge touchdown at the end of this last game this past Sunday as well. So both of them have cards that are very much on the rise. Yeah, I know going into this season, people are very much concerned with uh, Kareem Hunt getting signed there in Cleveland and extended and, you know, only one football, how are they going to split it up? And both of them have done well, at least so far in a small sample, both Chubb and Hunt have survived, uh, you know, perfectly fine and uh, put up a pretty solid numbers. Simon, do you have a take as far as Chubb and as far as uh, Metcalf? Um, I, I like both players. I think DK Metcalf has, uh, he's been having a pretty, pretty decent, uh, potential breakout season. I mean, he had a breakout season his rookie season, but he's, he's been building on that in his second season. So I, you know, I, I would see, depending on, on how high that price is and, and comparing it to other players of, of his caliber or maybe some players like DeAndre Hopkins and guys like that that are a little more established just to, 
just to compare uh, what their what their prices are doing. But like he could uh, he could potentially be a buy. Um, and and Chubb, you know, like I I wouldn't imagine his his prices have shot up to the point where he's unattainable at this point because. As we've been talking about in previous weeks, the uh, the running backs and, and wide receivers tend to lag as far as popularity in the card market to these these quarterbacks. So Chubb could still be undervalued, um, but yeah, I mean, I'd be a little more cautious with Chubb just because of the competition he has in the backfield with Kareem Hunt. We don't know how that might play out if. If Cleveland's schedule ends up being as easy as we think it is, though, for the rest of the season, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some some big numbers coming out of that those running backs. All right. Lastly, a couple running backs that are injured currently. Saquon Barkley is done for the year. CMC, Christian McCaffrey should be back, I don't know, within a month or so. I could be wrong on that prognostication, more or less. I think that's what it is out there. I know it's on the IL, but, of course, the IL this year is just three weeks, I believe. Uh, I presume here, Jeff, that the market is reflecting this and these cards are down. Yeah, I'm going to call up Saquon Barkley's cards as we talk. But, yeah, the, it is. I, I've, um, I, I've seen that. Unfortunately, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to see that type of thing happen, particularly for me because Saquon Barkley was on my fantasy team. Uh, I needed him to uh, I needed him to have a good year. But, um, you know, it's you hate you hate when that happens. And so, yeah, I just brought up his uh, graph on the screen. And wow, the fall is dramatic. I mean, it is dramatic to look at. These were cards that had gone up a lot in the offseason. And just a couple of weeks ago, uh, his 2018 Prism uh, base card in PSA 10 was four hundred and thirty five dollars. That was right before the injury. The injury occurs, and this card is now all the way down at $169. So this card has more, you know, lost more than 50%, greater than 60. I think it's lost about 70% of its value over the course of the last two weeks since that injury occurred. So I mean, yeah, just just painful to look at. So what do you do as an investor? Where does it have to drop for you to say, well, I mean, obviously you know for it to pay off. I imagine you have to wait till next year. Because I wouldn't think it's going to – maybe in the offseason, kind of some momentum, like you see good uh, – you know, he's recovering well and yada, yada, yada. He's still a young guy, not on a great team for what it's worth, in a good market. Uh, at what point – how low does it have to go for you to say, I'm going to, I'm going to buy back in on Barkley? I don't know. Running backs are so risky to buy for that reason. As a sports card investor, I have a difficult time suggesting to anybody that they are at a buy point with a running back because you just never know. The only – the only running backs who I've, I personally have ever gotten in on are guys who I thought were, were pretty low priced and I thought were underappreciated. For example, this offseason, Josh Jacobs was in that boat where his cards were pretty inexpensive, a lot more inexpensive than Saquon Barkley's cards were. And I felt like there was some value there. But outside of trying to get some value buys, I've been nervous about running backs. So, I mean, maybe, maybe you could make the argument that Saquon Barkley is a value buy at this moment in time. Maybe he is. But um, I don't know. The Giants are a real bad team. Uh, and, it, you know, he's, it, it scares me in terms of what he's going to be coming back to and what he's going to look like when he comes back. Yeah, fire up that uh, CMC chart. We'll, t- we'll look at it in a second. Simon, any thoughts as far as uh, Barkley? I'm, I'm with Jeff on that one. I, I think you've got plenty of time to see what the price does on this card. I mean, we've got the rest of this season, and then we got the entire offseason. And we've seen what happened to football cards and, and basketball cards when the offseason starts to come around and that fatigue starts to weigh in. So I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't be looking to buy any anytime soon. What are we seeing with McCaffrey? He should be back at some point this season. Uh, 
CMC, uh, prognostication. We, are we buying? Is he dropping enough where he's all of a sudden interesting? What are you seeing, Jeff? Yeah, his rookie cards are 2017 Prism, so I just brought up his 2017 Prism Silver. It has gone down a little bit, but not to the same extent by any means as Saquon Barkley. I, I think people are anticipating, you know, his injury is not as bad. He'll be back. And Carolina is at least a little bit better of a team, uh, even though they're not great. Um, his um, 2017, it peaked at about $869. Uh, it was around $800 uh, before he got injured. And then that has dropped. The most recent sale was around $500. So, I mean, there's definitely been a drop without a doubt, uh, but it's not quite as drastic of a, of a drop as we saw with Saquon. Uh, high ankle sprain, they're saying he's going to be out between four to six weeks. Of course, he was out last week too. So I guess now it's three to five weeks by my UCF math. Uh, thoughts here, Simon, as far as CMC? Um, I'd probably be avoiding that one too, just because we've seen what high ankle sprains do to a running back uh, last year with Kamara. When he came back a little too soon, probably from his high ankle sprain, he he didn't have the the best year of his career. He he didn't look very good last year, and you can see like the difference an off season made for him. Uh, now he's lighting it up. So Christian McCaffrey, I would hold off on that. Maybe see what he's like when he when he uh, returns. If he performs poorly, you could get a further drop in his prices and then an opportunity to buy in the in the offseason if you're interested in him. We're going to segue right into our mail day before we do. I mean, do you have any other thoughts, just general thoughts, Jeff, as far as, uh, you know, the football card market? I know you can't talk about everybody in the show. People don't want to hear every single name, but is there anybody we kind of left out, anybody we should sort of focus on, uh, keep an eye on going forward? Any general thoughts to close us out as far as football? Uh, well, you know, players definitely benefit from playoff runs. And so as as the playoff, you know, as the teams with a real playoff potential become a little bit more clear, um, focusing in on players who have the potential, you know, to have that type of playoff run uh, is always a good bet. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I haven't looked at Aaron Rodgers' car prices in the last couple of weeks, but obviously they've been off to a hot start. He's been playing really well. Um, and so, you know, uh, and, and his cards in the off season, you know, weren't, weren't as good as you would have hoped them to be. Um, you know, so there may have been some potential there that potential may be gone by this point though, you know, those cards are probably, have already gone up quite a bit. Um, but you know, I, I look at teams like that, that, that look like they've got a strong case for the playoffs as the season goes on. And then maybe start thinking about picking up a player who, or two who could have a little bit of breakout, you know, over the course of the playoffs. All right, mail day cards in just a second. You guys are going to tell us your socials, tell the people where they can find you. Of course, we do ask you like, and we do ask you subscribe. Uh, let's beat the analytics here as far as the YouTube. We much appreciate you guys watching. Feel free to talk in the comment section. We'll do our best to, uh, to reply. If it's relevant, of course, right on cue, it's raining here. So my apologies if you guys are hearing rain in the background. That's just how it goes down here in Florida sometimes. Uh, mail day, who's batting first? Brennan, you're batting first. Tell us the card you're going to be showing off and uh, – you know, again, tell the people where they can find you on the socials. Sure. Yeah, I got a couple for you. Uh, on the last show, we had reviewed Anthony Davis's charts, as we did on this one, and we're just uh, baffled by the decline. So I had to go out and get one. I didn't have any as a Kentucky person. That's probably a, a sin around that part of town. So I picked up a nice Anthony Davis card, and then I also picked up a Shaq card, which I haven't had a chance to grab yet. And his cards actually came down about 50%. I mean, he's not even in, he's not active. He's far from being active. So unless he had a bad segment on uh, TNT, I don't know what would have driven his prices down as much as they came down. So I was able to pick up that tops gold 
uh, Shaq card, which is my favorite to pick up one because the picture's funny. The guy guarding him does not look mm-hmm. like he wants any part of it. And then, uh, of course, the gold parallel is quite a bit more rare than uh, the regular tops. So I'm uh, pretty excited to bring those guys in. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the DFS advisor. Um, I'm, I'm starting to, to kind of put out some tidbits. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday I tweeted about John Morant's prism variation, which was about the same price as his base variation despite being 28 times more rare. So uh, if you're, if you, in, if you like those sorts of things, uh, you can follow me on either of those places. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can find me at sports card investor, uh, SportsCardInvestor.com is where you can find a bunch of articles as well as access to the market movers data platform. We've been showing off today. Uh, and as you mentioned already, Dean, if you use promo code grinders, that is 20% off your uh, subscription uh, to Sports Card Investor and Market Movers. Um, and uh, we're Sports Card Investor on all the socials. Uh, in terms of a mail day, I have been buying a lot of basketball cards. Um, I, in my photo here, I'm showing off some 2012 cards that I've been buying. So obviously Anthony Davis, uh, I already mentioned him, uh, but also from that 2012 Prism set, Kawhi Leonard and Damian Lillard, since both of them are so far down from where they were uh, at their peak point about a month ago. Um, I've been buying some of their cards. And then that last card in the photo is an Anthony Davis 2012 Select Hot Rookies card. It's a really attractive card. I really like the visual design of those Hot Rookies cards. Um, And I think that's a very undervalued, underappreciated card. Um, Those are, I think those are less than 500 bucks. Uh, And so for, and they're, they're pretty low population. So for a 2012 Anthony Davis, you know, rookie card, less than 500 bucks. uh, I, I like that one as a buy. All right, Simon, you get the honor of closing us out today. Uh, It was a pleasure. Always enjoyed working with you. Show off your mail card, and let's get out of here. All right. Uh, You can find me at Yeti Boom Films on Twitter. Uh, It's been a great five years at Roto-Grinders. I appreciate everyone. And shout-out to... uh, uh, to Cam too for getting this whole uh, this whole card thing going over at Roto Grinders and and he was he was uh, pretty high on Russ Wilson on the off season back when he was uh, trading for about three hundred dollars or so so Cam uh, made a good call on that one got to give him a shout out for that um, as far as my card this week I bought a Odell Beckham uh, 2013 rookie ticket I believe it's 13 rookie ticket autograph. Contenders is a BGS 9.5. I'd mentioned this one in one of my Target articles recently as a guy that I was looking at, and I found an opportunity on on eBay to pick it up, and I bought it for about 120, which was a pretty good price compared to what it had been uh, selling at recently. And I took advantage of that uh, that week one uh, bad performance in 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 hopes that the Browns recover this season and they start picking things up. I also bought a uh, Baker Mayfield um, PSA nine Prism Prism uh, base card, I believe, for under a hundred bucks. So that was another one that I'm in, I was investing in. I think uh, Baker and Odell will come around this season, and and I think the Browns in general might might uh, be potential playoff contenders by the end of the season. There you have it. Uh, we much appreciate you guys watching the show once again. We do ask that you like and subscribe. For Brennan, for Simon, for Jeff, I was Dean. Thanks for watching Sports Card Riders here at Rotor Riders. Go Heat. We're out of here. Holler.